What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo, Uber Lyft driver and gig economy news. Sponsored by Middleton Technologies Maximo. I'm your host, SJ, and it's time to get it on. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Rodeo Roundtable. And I guess we're going to start right now and address the elephant in the room or the Steve in the room. Oh, Steve's not in the room. Steve is down bad, as the kids would say. Uh, he had two molars pulled. Then, what, a day or so later, he contracted COVID from his son. So he is down bad. Uh, not doing very well. He's doing better. We can say he's doing better, um, guys, or Gary. Uh, but right now he is resting. Uh, we, you know, he trusted us four to kind of continue the conversation with the gig economy and the gig industry. So that we're going to do that in this uh, chat today. So we have our guest, John Das Dairy TV. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Doing good. How you doing, Harold? I'm doing great. This is the first time I actually talked to you on a live stream, so I'm excited to talk to you. And obviously, we have Kim Side Money Plans. We talked yesterday with uh, UDM, so I'm glad to talk to you again. How are you doing? Hey, everyone. How are you? And we got Gary. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna screw this up. Steve entrusted the wrong people. <laughs> How dare you? How did, don't don't do that. We're we gonna start. We're gonna have a great. Nah, nah. We're, we're gonna, gonna do great. We're gonna table. do great, and, and we all hope Steve gets gets well quickly. Yeah, you know, anytime you get your teeth pulled is a pain. Like I have, I've went down that road, but I never had, you know, COVID on top of that. So uh, hopefully he he'll do better. I mean, he really tried to make sure that this show continued to go on. That's how kind of the kind of guy Steve is. Um, and actually, uh, Pedro put on a you know a campaign to get each uh, you know gig gig tuber the ones that he he watches he appreciates to 1K. I think he put Steve on. He's kind of promoting his channel, which is important because Steve talks about a lot of things that we need to know about the gig economy, the laws of legislation, a lot of stuff that we don't really pay attention to because we're all about getting that money. And even you know we all I'm even I'm a victim of that too. I'm I'm more worried about getting money, but these legislations, these laws can really affect what we could do in in the future. And, you know, we may all become employees. I mean, I'll just, especially the laws that's coming in the next uh, couple of months. So we have a list. Steve gave us a list. So we can kind of go down that list. Okay. Right, Gary? Yes. Yes. We do got a, a very long list and a very extensive, but, list. but it, it's great. If you're looking at the list, it, it's actually a lot of, you know, makes you kind of think moments, you know, like for the future, if you're planning on doing something like this for the future, long-term, you're like, well, these are, these are probably so something that you're going to have to talk about yeah. or think about long-term. So the first thing, um, the mo a movie documentary, the gig is up, uh, directed by Shannon Walsh. It's already out from what Steve said. 
So uh, actually, we're gonna. I'm thinking I'm gonna watch this, and I don't know. Maybe I'll make a video about it myself, or at least we'll have a conversation in a couple of weeks when Steve comes back. The gig is up is uh, a documentary about the gig apps, uh, gig app developers. Um, according to IMDb, I just looked this up. App developers lured a massive labor force by promising flexible hours with no offices or bosses, but the gig workers from Uber, Amazon, Lyft, and more in front of the camera. The human cost of disruption runs deep. Okay, so just by reading that synopsis, you kind of already know where it's going to go. It's going to go where the gig ad companies are exploiting the labor force. So we haven't watched it, but that line itself, John, do you think the gig act companies are exploiting the labor force? On a big picture perspective, definitely do. Um, <laughs> I mean, every time you turn around, you hear somebody talking about something that these gig apps are doing to basically to try to become profitable because they're not profitable right now. But ultimately, trying to cut a corner, trying to squeeze you know blood out of a rock here and there. It's it's so overall, that's I think what they have to do now. You know, I wish that wasn't the case. I think when it first started, that wasn't the case. It was more of a side hustle. Definitely gave people a lot more options to make money on the side. And it wasn't as exploitative. But mm-hmm. I think as costs get higher, it's um, they're not raising any prices. So it's, it's, you know, like I said, you know, costs get higher and they're not raising any wages. Kim, I don't feel like I'm being exploited. <laughs> I don't necessarily feel that. Sometimes, <laughs> not necessarily by the apps, but, you know, at home. Um, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> And what do you think? Um, do you Deflamation think, lawsuit. That's that's what you got to do, man. <laughs> do you think that these apps are exploiting uh, the labor force or you know, labor force people, us, me, you? Like, what do you think? I don't know whether it's exploiting. I think it's false advertising sometimes. I mean, how many times do you see work for DoorDash get, you know, X dollar per hour and they make it sound like, this glamorous thing and there's kind of reality that we all live behind. So I don't know whether you consider that exploiting. I just don't think it's reality sometimes to a lot of people who go into this. And I think a lot of times you have to go into gig work with like wide open eyes opposed to, you know, everything is fantastic. And I feel like that's like the vibe you get when you think about, or you're new to these companies like, oh, that's the best thing ever. And then you really start to work the apps and kind of see, you know, what is what each one is all about. But you can make really good, decent money. So I don't want to say they're exploiting because we're out there making a living every single day. So, I, you know. That's, I yeah, I, I, yeah, I feel that way, too. Like, I, I'm. And maybe this is a small amount or a small segment of, you know, gig workers that we we spend all this time watching content and, and research things and reading things. So, uh, oh, hot facts. Robert Reese put in. We only feel exploited because we really do not know how much money is really going in. Yeah, obviously. They, I mean, the algorithm is definitely something that and uh, Gary could talk about this, that I feel that there is obviously there's some exploitation or some manipulation there. And that's why the apps that Gary uh, makes, uh, creates, and maintains, along with the Power App, like those is like that's our equalizer. But um, Gary, what do you think in terms of the algorithm uh, exploiting the labor force? Like, do you agree that that's a possibility? Uh, I mean, you you have to bring it down to what do you consider exploiting? 
it, I, I would say more abusing than exploiting. What, what you do know, you think the dif- what's the difference? I mean, you're smart. Well, right? I, I mean, like when you abuse people, like if I know John is going to take $5 orders, but Kim's not going to take anything below $8 order, why would I send it to Kim first when I know I can send it to John first and have it accepted? Mm-hmm. That is abusing it versus exploiting it. Because, you, you know, like ex- exploitation is, you know, hey, yeah, you're going to make, like Kim said, you're going to make this much an hour. You know, that's, you're trying to trick people into doing stuff. Abusing with algorithms is what I, I would say they do. You know, See, they, they know what somebody's going to accept. They know how far they're going to go. At, at the end of that algorithm, though, if they have, say, if they don't have John available, then they will have to send it to Kim. Mm-hmm. Oh, John, you want to say something? Yeah, I would say I think it's kind of the other way around, more of an exploitation than an abuse. Because I see that, like, using that same example, using a similar example, rather, if you think, hey, John will take $3 orders, then we're going to try to get, you know, every order as minimum as possible to John because that's his minimum. On the other side of the coin, if Kim will only take as low as $6 orders, we're going to try to, you know, get as many orders to her as low as possible, but also give the upside, too. And when it comes to exploitation, I think it's, not abuse because I think the drivers and as workers ourselves also try to find as many exploits as we can with the apps to try to get the most that we can out of these apps as well. Mm-hmm. So although it's an exploitation, I do think it's almost a mutual exploitation as much as possible, or at least the the best of us, we try to exploit them as much as possible as well. See, I've always said that too, John. Like a lot of people can complain about how gig work or how gig companies do things, but at the end of the day, we do the exact same thing. We're going to try and make as much money as possible. The gig companies are going to try and make as much money as possible. So it, it, I would have to agree there. It is a mutual thing. Yeah. It's like, a yeah, it's like a really not the best relationship you can possibly be in, but the high times are really great. Like, you know, it, it, there's benefits to that kind of relationship compared to maybe not the most stable of relationships. Um, before I even continue on, I didn't say hi to the chat. That's a common thing. Um, Steve does that pretty well, at least, and he's doing it. Uh, Bud Soda, uh, Thomas, Freestyle. I think I saw Robert in there as well. Robert Reese, Hot Facts. Hot Facts. Um, Nazareth Sullivan, if I pronounce that right, what's up? Gigaholic Rex, how you doing? Just want to look at everybody. Uh, Marissa, how you Got doing? Flex, what's going on? Uh, Jose Batista, what's going on, boy? Uh, Pedro's in. What's up? Just don't take $3 orders. Hey, Pete. <laughs> uh, Pedro will go down uh, and make sure he lets everyone know. Do not take any no-tip orders. Yeah. His, um, no, his no-tip, no-tip, yeah, no no tip, no trip 2.0. No-tip, oh, no-trip. We lost one. Oh, though. we lost John. Hopefully he'll come back. Yep. Actually, I want to talk to Kim real quick before we move on to the next uh, topic. Hopefully John comes back on. Um, we talked about uh, we was on um, a live stream with UDM. On Wednesdays with uh, Jay Walk and Kim, uh, I was invited, and it was an interesting comment, Kim, that you talked about when you try to become top dasher. They start, and this is something similar to what um, Gary and John are saying. They started throwing you so many bad offers to a point you had to tap out, like I'm out. This is just not going to work. Do you think the app the was literally just saying, wait a minute, she was, oh, wait a minute, she's getting these, she's taking all these bad orders, so just keep take. Like, do you think that's actually happening in algorithm where before you know you weren't doing that, but since you were trying, they were like, 
really throwing those offers out like you were taking them now. So let's see how many you can take before you give up. Yeah, I mean, Gary probably knows algorithms better than than I do. But, you know, I really do think that, and I have nothing to base this on, but I feel like if I take like a, making this up, a seven mile order, like your next two orders are going to be like eight miles, nine miles, because they're like, oh, she took this order. So we keep, might as well keep sending her some long distance orders. But at the same time, like you take a $5 order and then you start to see all these like low ball orders too. So I definitely think there is, you know, a theory and an algorithm behind it. What that is, I have absolutely no idea. But I truly believe if there are drivers out there willing to keep taking $2.75 order, I actually think I said this last week on the roundtable, if drivers keep taking these $2.75 orders, I think DoorDash is like, okay, well, we're going to keep it at 275 because we have people who are actually taking these orders and it's like they're actually hurting the cause opposed to helping people get more money in their pocket. So I definitely think there's definitely something to it. Definitely. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I don't so know. It tells you it's, it's that algorithm. It, it knows what you're going to do. Yeah. It just does. The more you do something, the it's going to know the longer you work for DoorDash, the longer or any gig company, because they all use, uh, and, and I say this, uh, like Uber Lyft, they started hiring casino managers from Vegas for their companies. Oh, if it's, you funny, Gary, you were gonna, it's funny, Gary, you were going to say that I said, I, it almost feels like, and I was going to say, it feels like a slot machine. Like if you ever go, I have Atlantic city by me, but you go to a slot machine and you keep betting a dollar, a dollar, a dollar, a dollar, like the machine starts to know your patterns and how you're betting. So if you, I hate to say, if you trip it up and all of a sudden bet $5, it's going to be like, oh, what is this person doing? And then you actually <laughs> start to win a little bit, but then you get into a pattern and you go like, oh, I can win more, $5, $5, $5. And it's kind of like the same, same concept. Yeah, I mean, they, they wanted to keep you happy a little bit. Like, so some days you're gonna have a good day, and then they're like, okay, this person was down bad for a little bit. Why keep saying down bad? Whatever. They're like, all right, let's give them a good day. Let's give them a good day. Let's give them some decent offers. I think that's exactly what's probably um what's happening. Um, John, you want to, you have anything to add on that one before we move on? No, I think I kind of agree with that. I think the the algorithm tries to get you to take the lowest amount of order that you'll take possible and probably kind of like a casino every now and then gives you a big one and make you think oh they're gonna never get a big one and come i'm gonna get a run anytime in reality you know it's it's two steps forward three steps back <laughs> that's probably a good great way to put it together um we're gonna go uh, another uh i guess oh, oh on the list steve's list uh <laughs> according to food wine magazine because that's the magazines that um steve reads <laughs> uh, he is very elegant with his wine. Going. He's a Renaissance man. You know, you gotta make sure what, what, what does the best wine to pair with his steak, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Which is no, no wrong with that. Uh let me see. Here are the delivery space platforms share of sales for March 2022. So this happened last month. Rubhub had 14%, Uber Eats had 24%. Uh Postmates is three, but we'll just we'll just put it Uber Eats. Uh, DoorDash was 59%. Although food delivery apps grew over 6% year by year, they're, they're doing less orders. So people are, are ordering or spending more. On the flip side, not as many orders are coming through. Um, you also wanted to ask you guys, 
have you seen because you guys are full-time you know gig or at least you guys put a lot of effort into gig work and and you've been doing it for quite a while do you remember your your earnings from last year this time and has it been the same more or less uh, i'll start with gary okay before we get into earnings okay let's talk about the spending more do mm. we actually think that customers are spending more or that fees are just higher i think it's the, the fees because the the items are becoming more expensive so i i mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm, that's my mind when I when I said spending more, not necessarily buying more food. Is just the food cost is increased. So, right. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know. I definitely think it's fees because just Uber alone. I mean, they haven't that additional fee for the drivers for the gas prices. So, you know, you keep upping the fees here, there, and everywhere. You start making more money off the profit, not off of the customer. Mm -hmm. I know. I know. Every time I open the apps, I'm like, okay, I don't want to leave. I put in my order, and I'm like. Ooh, I better go get in my car. Yeah, we're gonna pick this <laughs> up. <laughs> I, you know what? I don't want to. You know what's amazing though? The other day I, I ordered, and I, I actually ordered. I didn't want to leave because it was raining and everything. And I got on the app and I ordered from Marco's Pizza. Mm. And uh, you know, and then right after I hit submit, two minutes later they call me and they say, "Yeah, we canceled your order because we don't have drivers out here." Mm. <laughs> I'm like. It's DoorDash, but Marcos is, is they're canceling. They were canceling every order that came through from DoorDash because like I, I live remote area. So to get somebody to come out here, I guess their orders were piling up and they're like, nope, nope, nope. Just kept canceling all their orders. They're just wasting money at this point. And yeah, from, yeah. Like, just making phone. So, but, but that gave me a really good deal to come pick it up instead. So that worked out. Okay. Fair, so, fair enough. But um, as far as earnings last year to this year, um, last year, of course, we had the pandemic. Everybody was at home. So, yeah, my earnings were higher than they are this year. Uh, John, we, what, what, what's, what was your, I know you're a numbers guy. Yeah. You, so you got all that mapped out. So I'm sure you have that somewhere in an Excel sheet somewhere. So, so my numbers are up, but it's because I'm a better two things. A, I've learned more. I'm a better gig worker. And plus I do, I think a different mix of apps. So it's, it's not necessarily apples to apples. Yeah. Cause you, you do, you do more of the grocery stuff now, right? I started, yeah, definitely started doing more of that lately. I found it higher paying and uh, yeah. So that's why I think I've seen an increase in my earnings. Now, how, how long have you been doing this, John? Is which well, all the gig apps or just grocery? Yeah. Well, all the gig apps. Like, when did you start gig work? So, my first gig work I started was in 2019, but I was doing it part time at that time. Full time gig work was probably middle to late 2020, early 2021. Okay. Okay. So, right as the pandemic started, then. Yeah. So, you were still kind of relatively new on everything then. Right. So, would you would you say that helped as well with your earnings being higher this year compared to last year? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Just learning, learning stuff, learning YouTube, and then I mean, learning stuff from YouTube, right. uh, and then applying it. I mean, par come out, and then different things. Just you know, uh, so that's why I think a big part of it is just becoming better at gig work, becoming more experienced. Yeah, I, I remember watching some of his first videos. Uh, he was showing everybody how to use the DUH export video, and he was taking all my data. That and I think I put a lot of stuff into my app, but he just takes it further <laughs> yo smart yeah man uh, ash dairy is smart as shit i'm oh, sorry 
Sorry, no cursing. He's smart, and he's been putting out content for quite a while. I mean, we look like we're related, but he's been he's been putting a. That's one of the interesting things that uh, Dash Theory. He had a he had a video a while ago, like really before. I think it was when I made a video about um Mr. Bentley talking about how food like grocery was going to be like okay that would be like the next place where you're going to probably make a good amount of money so he's well ahead of the game and you definitely want to check him out um definitely uh kim you didn't you didn't say how much money you made i mean you don't say um i'm making equivalent if not more but to john's point i've added more into my mix since last year like i added um point pickup i or, or added spark and those have kind of added to my mix and have added to my earnings so i feel like i'm gaining more but working less hours if that makes you know any sense so i'll say some days they're equivalent some days are more it just kind of depends on what's going on and what the apps are doing i mean i had i had a really good weekend last weekend and you know, I, you know, I also keep, I'm a, I'm a numbers girl that I like to give myself goals. So like, I'm always challenging myself differently. So I think that has a lot to do with it as well. Okay. And everyone in the chat, let us know, like, you know, if you've been doing this, um, using the apps, are you making more, you're making less the same. I think it's, it's, it's a, it's a lot of, it's a balance between, um, skills, applied, uh, strategy, you know, the longer you've been doing it, the, the more you can, you know, know how to navigate it compared to someone who's just started. And the apps and like the mix with John saying, the mix of the apps, which is extremely important where, you know, like I, I see, I see Pedro doing Instacart. Now I don't know why he's doing it. He, he, he like, you I know, noticed he, that too. Yeah. So like you, you wind up doing things you didn't think you were going to do a year again, you know, a year ago compared to now. So I think that's what you need to do when you're doing this, where you don't have a steady, path of uh, income like you have to do certain things that you wouldn't you didn't expect you were going to do a year uh, ago so um let me see checking the list to make sure i got all the questions right but yeah um oh mr flex uh he said his week was trash i'm sorry yeah and you're gonna go through those those times i i feel like last year was better for me I'll just say like that in terms of picking up the food, the food delivery. It was last year was better. This year, obviously, I was doing other things, but last year seemed to be a little better, except when the summertime hit. And I guess hopefully we'll have this round table during the summertime because last year I was getting wiped out. Like it was, nothing was just ha- nothing was working in terms of the apps. It was just low offer after low offer. Yeah, see, um, I- I, you know, you, I felt, I always felt bad saying this Well, during the summer by my area, cause I'm by like the shore and the beach, mm. like my area skyrocketed during the summer. And that's actually when I made like the most amount of money in my area. And then I had a lull during like December and January. That's when I felt the dip. And mm. then now that summer is, and the nice weather is approaching my my area is going back up again, but I'm going to say this too. Like I, you know, by signing up for more apps, it's given me more opportunities and more ways to cherry pick and more opportunities to gain more money. Cause you have more opportunities to pick whatever order is the best. So I always say go where the money is. So by having all these opportunities, you can actually go 
where the opportunity is to make more money. And I think that's why some of the days and some of the weeks I'm more successful just because the more I add, the more opportunities I have. And before we move on to the next one, I just want to ask everyone here, are you working more hours or the same hours compared to last year? More same, Gary? I'm working less mm-hmm. than last year. Because last year, the only thing we could do was work. I mean, everything was pretty much shut down. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, this year, everything's open. Okay. So, I mean, John, we, we're, we're are, you, are you working less or more? John? I would say I'm working about the same, but I'm making more per mile. So I'm, you know, some weeks definitely less, but I think I'm working about the same, but making more per hour. Mm. And Kim? I'm working the same. Sometimes days are less. It just kind of depends on, I, you know, personal wise, what I have going on in my personal life. So mm. it kind of depends on my days, but for the most part, my schedule really never changes. Cool. Now, what about you, Hannibal? Because you you dropped you you dropped uh, food delivery, right? Yeah. So definitely less. There's- what was that? My pit bull. Hold on. Aww. <laughs> I was gonna say, Hannibal, are you um, are you doing your rover right now? That's <laughs> scary. Hey, you can come walk him. <laughs> if you pay me, I walk him. No problem. I'll give you my rates. I'll give you the whole thing. Um. Okay. So we're gonna go into the meat of this conversation, the thing that Steve should be here to talk about. <laughs> The laws that's happening in throughout the country, uh, basically trying to make us into employees, right, Gary? Like, if I had to ex- put it in one sentence, maybe maybe you disagree. What are these laws? And we talking about we're going to be talking about California, we talking about Washington, Massachusetts. Like, what are they trying to do with us gig workers? Long term, I believe that they're trying to make us employees. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I think we would all probably agree with that. Yeah, so California has the AB was AB five. Then they got the Prop twenty two, uh, where you get one hundred and twenty percent of your minimum wage on active time, and I, and it was a good conversation to have. Uh, was it last week or week before, with people who are in Prop twenty two? It was a Sunday and also last week, where we kind of thought I think it's a common idea. If you're not in California, you think that you could just log on to the app, decline, you're still getting paid, which I, I thought that too. I didn't realize like, no, it's about active time. You have to be on the app. So even the ideas of uh, being a top dasher, well, yeah, top dasher may not be the best thing for most of us, but if you in California in some really crazy good market and you you may take a bad order, but as long as you're active, you're still getting prop 22 money. So it's a lot more going on there. And also there was a thing about multi-apping and you're able to still get paid to different apps. Uh, Gary, I, I, I well, yeah, we, we touched on that on Sun, I believe it was the Sunday stream when we had uh Dark Road Run and who else was I forget who all was on there, but we touched about it on Sunday's uh live stream that y- you you can multi app and get away with it, but now that is not mine, that was mine. <laughs> that's a chihuahua. Oh, you have all the dogs. Around. I should have brought my dog here. So we all okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. So, uh, so it's it's allowed, and apparently you can get away with it. So if you pick up, you know, one Uber order, one DoorDash order, one Grubhub order, and you're doing them all at the same time, well, you're getting paid active time for all of them. 
But what Steve found out by talking to, and I, I know I'm to probably get the lady's name wrong. Kim, I, I believe is what she said. He said, um, one of the AB five or one of the legal people out there in California, right. Uh, said that it's supposed to be prohibited and that they are planning on cracking down on that. Yeah, which you you would assume that would have been like the first thing they would have done when they implemented this. Like, hey, what about if they all have, you know, they apply for multiple apps and, you know, they're all on active time. Like, how is that going to work? So it's it's great to work now, but eventually they're going to uh, to basically knock that out. So, which is interesting why or how they're, I guess the approach is unions are starting to have the no multi-app, no multi-apping rule in California enforced and drivers will be fine. Wow. Um, they don't, doesn't say how much the fine will be, but this is, oh, the unions are pushing this. And I, That's crazy. Yeah. Like my how, mind are they gonna is, find, how are they going to find out, Gary? You'll probably know that better than all of us. How do, how well, do they find out if you're multi-apping? Well, what I'm going to figure is because, okay, currently... And, and I mean, there's no way for us to prove this, but we say that they data share between companies currently. So, for example, if you get deactivated from Uber, for some reason, less than a couple of days go by and you get deactivated from Lyft. And, and it just always happens that if you do something like like if your license gets suspended, you know, they both deactivate you at the same time. And we, we believe it's data sharing, you know, or if you get uh you know, a customer reports some kind of violence against them, you'll get deactivated from multiple platforms. So what we're believing is that they data share. So I wouldn't see why they wouldn't be able to do that as well in this case. You know, you I doubt that they're going to work 100% together. Like they're not going to give too much data back and forth that affects their own platform. But I don't see why they wouldn't be able to say, okay, well, you know, today, you know, Kim you know, from 10 to 11, she was working 45 minutes active time. And then, you know, Grubhub's going to be like, oh, well, she was working 45 minutes active time for us as well. And and there's not that much time in an hour. So that that's what I would assume they're going to do. But I would say that also sounds kind of thinking from like the app's point of view, kind of backwards, because you basically are going to need, I don't know, uh, more workers now because you can't have anybody multi-apping. So it seems like it's more inefficient from the big picture perspective. Mm. But they have millions of workers, though. There's, everything is oversaturated. Don't they? Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, I could, I could see that point. I think they don't want to be taken advantage of, and I think if they will share data where they're not, you know, someone's not doing three apps at the same time, they get paid. Then so be it. I, I, it, and also I guess it would help them in terms of competitiveness. Like, okay, well then I can only do one app. Which app is going to be? And that will push. I mean, DoorDash will definitely. And mind you, Prop 22 was sponsored, or at least all these apps, all these companies were okay with it. So I'm guessing if the unions are pushing to try to make us employees by making us do one app at a time, um, I mean, that's just the way it's going to go. And whoever is the best company will win throughout that situation. Uh, Grubhub will not win, obviously, because Grubhub has been. Going downhill uh, ever since. Um, Kim, what do you think? I mean, you're not in California, but last week uh, there was I forgot the the content creator's name. She said that uh, I think it was Pinky Picky Pink or something like that. That multi apping was 
to get money from Prop 22 was inappropriate and dishonest. Um, do you have that same view? You know, for Prop I, 22, though. Not I, never, I never judge anybody for making the money however they want to make their money. I mean, if you want to go multi-app, go multi-app, go, good for you. It's not the way that I personally work. I am a one order at a time type of girl, but I know people who do advance multi-apping. So, you know, I'll never knock anybody for doing it the way that they need to do to survive and to make their own money. I can understand from a company's perspective, it could look like people are double dipping and triple dipping. So, I mean, if you think about it, I'm working for DoorDash, Uber Eats, and Grubhub taking orders all at the same time you're kind of getting Prop 22 from all three companies for the one hour that you're working. So it's almost like you're tripling the system more than what it was probably intended to initially do. So, you know, I mean, I can I can understand it. I can see where they're coming from, but I'll never knock anybody for trying to get their hustle on and doing what they need to do to make the most amount of money. I feel you. I, how, how many people are doing that, though? I mean, yeah, in this community, yeah, I'm sure you guys are dirty, multi-apping, taking 15 orders, walking the dog while doing that. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> how many people in California are really doing it? I don't know. We have to you know, have the numbers. But obviously, this it may be a problem where, yeah, they, they don't want to be paying more money than they have to for the work being done. So, um, but it's weird the unions are doing this. And then there's another thing here, uh, Steve put in, they have, also begun a campaign that will require drivers to pick up 10 six-hour blocks a week where they can work. So now, what does that yeah. sound like to you? I mean, um, if you stop, if you stop right job. there, yeah. like you're <laughs> at a job. Kim had to work right. 40 hours a week. No. Yeah. Meaning you That's can have an app on, but does not guarantee any amount of active time worked. And... But that defeats the whole purpose of what we do and why we do it. Like I do this for the flexibility yeah, I, mean, yeah. of, I might like work the the schedule every day, but I want, I want to have the option that if I want to go home in an hour, I can, if my daughter is sick, I can go run home and go tend to my family. Like that's the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing is for the flexibility to work it around my family. So no. <laughs> yeah, no. Right. Like, okay. So you, you get to pick, the six hour blocks and then you may you may just be on but you may not be active so you may have just wasted your block by picking the wrong one or there's too many drivers on so like you're well, not making money that way he did tell me before you jumped on with this hannibal that hmm. um there can be multiple drivers on those blocks it's not you know there's a certain set amount of drivers per block okay. it's just basically you have to pick 10 blocks or 10 six hour blocks a week to work. And that's, that's what you can work. So, and what I would, the way he was explaining it, if, if I understood it right, it's, it's kind of like Grubhub system where you go online, you pick your blocks. If you want to work on block, mm -hmm. you know, but multiple drivers can do that as well. Right. See, it what sounds kind of crazy to me because a, it's making you work, six-hour blocks, which is a long block in the first place. I know me personally, I'd usually do three to four hours maybe before I take a break. Me too, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't do those long, yeah. And then it, I think the other part is that 10 of them, that's still, that's a lot of blocks a week of that size, period. 
Sounds like they want you to be uh, be available for full time hours, right? Pretty much like full time hours. It, it sounds just like a, a W two. Like, hey, we're we we gonna need your schedule or you know what when you can available? work. Yeah, availability. When you, availability. Yeah, there we go. That's why the word I was looking for. We need your availability so we can go ahead and get that schedule locked yeah. in. And it's still and still we'll do something that's not in your availability anyway. Like, yeah, <laughs> like I, I didn't put like yeah, but we really need you for that day though. So. Figure even it though out. you requested off, and you know you still have to come to work anyway, even though you requested off, and uh, preach it, sister. Yeah, I've, don't I've talk about there. requests. Can you tell I'm so anti W two? Yeah, I, I am too, especially with that the request off thing. Like my vacation is my vacation, my personal time is my personal time. I'm yeah. not requesting. I'm telling you, I'm not going to be there. <laughs> it's not a request. I'm, I'm telling you. The last W two was a manager, and I couldn't stand dealing with that you know like people requesting off and it's just it was a whole thing because you hard. need them it's, and then you need yeah it was a whole I, thing. I used to do a schedule for hundreds of people and you know everybody's happy. yeah right? everybody's availability everybody's request offs and you try to make everybody happy you make nobody happy you still have to run <laughs> business it's like no and they're like no yeah, I, <laughs> I feel like i'm like no <laughs> <laughs> Um, and the scary thing about this, that um, the unions are trying to push this to go in effect before November. Like, how is that even? That's so fast. Like, that's crazy. Wait, well, what state is this again? Oh, uh, this is in California. California. This is all California. Okay. Well, and remember, we was talking about this, too. Like, why? Before we kept asking, well, why are the unions even part of this? Why are they even involved? And and I still don't understand why the union is pushing for this to go in effect. Well, I think Hannibal mentioned a word earlier. I think he said some fines or fees that the unions would get. And I think, you know, capitalist America, the unions have a boss somewhere that wants to get paid just as much. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's a good good point right there, John. So if they they, they, they get caught multi-apping. So if you, you're doing you're doing Uber Eats and DoorDash at the same time. You get caught. You get fined. The money's going where would that money go? That, that's a question for Steve since he wrote this note. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's fine. Steve, hopefully, Steve is resting his body. His no, I'm, I'm sure he is. And but, his, well, but yeah, to your, I, to your point, I would assume, and I have no idea how human how unions work, but I would assume the unions want to get involved because they want drivers to pay the dues that are associated mm -hmm. with the unions and therefore they get paid and they get a piece of what's going on in California in that way they say that they're for the workers and you know they're on their side and it's like a vicious cycle of stuff. right see Kim that was, that's gonna be my next question too is are they gonna force all these drivers to pay union dues if the union is pushing for this, part of the yeah. union, you would have to pay dues. And and then that comes into question. Well, when you join a union, there's got to be some type of benefit for you joining that union. So what are the unions going to give back to well, the drivers? Well, are, they, are you guys, are they going to ever pay them, you know, any health benefits, any, you know, any benefits to go with the job? Because to me, then you're a W-2 employee. So you might as well yeah. start paying me some benefits to work on the clock because that's exactly what this is. You're working on the clock. I know like, in California, they have health benefits under Prop 22. Like there's some yeah, options. Yeah, they it. get they get reimbursed for uh, health care. 
Like mm-hmm. if, if you're signed up for healthcare, I, I don't know how often it is, uh, but you do get reimbursed for that. Okay. John? No, I was going to say if at some point, you know, is there some point in the future where essentially in order to become a driver or be a driver in certain locations that you have to be a part of the union? I don't know if that becomes a question too down the road. I think I think I think we're kind of just mapping out even, you know, Steve's not here with his big brain about all this stuff that we're mapping out. Like there's a strategy that's being that's being made and, and they've got the companies here and you got these unions and they're trying to all get in there. They're trying to all trying to get their money and their hands on a pile of money and control and power and all that type of thing where and especially in California, it looks like that is going to happen. And New York, too. I mean, we could talk about New York as well. Um, just really quick, you know, we have the the trip transparency, so you can see everything only in the city. So there's people upstate New York, you know, like Kim is right there. Kim, you know, it's an hour away probably from me. She, <laughs> you know, you're not getting it. So yeah. that's crazy. And, and at the end of you know, by January 2023, there will be a minimum wage. Basically, they say the rage weight, whatever that call. So that's kind of similar to Prop 22. Now, they're not necessarily giving us any, I think, health benefits or anything like that. But once you put that out, then the companies will say, well, I need more control. If I'm going to give you this minimum rate where, you you know, act, if it's active time or not. So the more that we ask for, the more control that they have. And then unions come out of nowhere with Teamsters. Um, we had a few conversations about the Teamsters being involved. And it's like, wait a minute. Us independent contractors never said I want the Teamsters to represent my interests. Why are they even in the room with the politicians and the companies? It's uh it's it's a really shady kind of situation that, that's happening right now. It's, un, it's unfortunate as well. Now now is the unions also in like Washington as well? Well, we can go right into the Washington. Clearly, has to. Uh, I'm yelling at. I, I would <laughs> think so. Uh, Rideshare now needs to follow taxi and limo standards. Um, now, do you know what those standards are, Gary? Because he did not put that. I, I, I don't know the exact standards, but I would assume if it's taxi and limo, then it's going to have to be some type of licensing um, regulations, things of that nature, standards on vehicles. Um, Especially since they didn't include the delivery platforms, I, I would have to assume that it's going to be that type of, type of thing. Yeah, um, definitely because you know union the, the there's a union and any you know taxi and cabs that definitely have unions. Uh, Bud Sutter just came in with a really good comment because the unions are in bed with the politicians, and that's something as we've I'm sure we all familiar with from you know since the since we all understand what's going on. Yeah, dawn time. Like yeah, obviously. So, but it's interesting that they're following the standards, but not for the food delivery workers. So I guess they're good for now. They're safe in terms of being, you know, in terms of too much regulation from the food delivery end. But the ride share, I wonder if that is actually a, a benefit for them or not. I don't know. I, I don't do ride share. And I'm def- I don't live in Washington. Well, well Steve but- did say that, uh, you know what, they're getting a dollar fifty six a mile in Washington for ride share. Mm-hmm. Is know. it uh, is it is it more of a um, spread out kind of? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a big state, but like, is it more spread out? Is it more like um, condensed in terms of like how long it would take you to go to different places in terms of being a rideshare driver? You familiar? 
uh, not with Washington. I'm yeah, not. Yeah, I'm, no. I've never driven there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, I would assume it's just like any other state. You know, you get into your major cities. Seattle's probably more condensed, probably takes longer to get places. Mm-hmm. You know. It, and so, like, that's – they're I'm sure they're doing other things as well. And then um, Massachusetts has been talked about with, um, you know, ride share and even with um, Dash or Pass Faith where we're talking about they're fo- basically following the uh, Prop 22 model, um, but instead of waiting on AB5 type law, uh, they're going to push a law that's going to basically follow the Prop 22 model, which is interesting too because Boston – it's interesting. I wouldn't. I wouldn't assume Boston would be interested in that. But I. I guess this is where I think a lot of these laws are going to continue to follow. One state does it, and if they're right next to each other, or if they follow the same political leanings and stuff like that, people are going to want that kind of law into their state. And as much as we all don't want, you know, I think a lot of us are capitalists, like through and through, and we want to make our money and not be bothered. Leave us alone majority of us do not feel that way a lot of us are coming from w2 um gig work it people are, are getting more and more into gig work um i forgot the numbers but it's still is millions of people are going into this thing but they want certain things that they were accustomed to when they're doing the w2 stuff and they're going to politicians to get that done so you know i think i think this this type of thing is going to continue to happen uh and it doesn't really, it's not going to matter where you live either. It's going to, it's going to come to where you are. John, where, where you live, uh, where you work, uh, if you mind. If you mind yeah. yeah, I'm out in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. But I was going to say to your last point, a lot of these people that are coming to gig work from these W-2 positions, they're used to with that W-2 position having a floor with how much they can earn. And they're trying to institute that with gig work, which on the other side of the coin is taking away in the long run, I believe, the ceiling of it. Mm, good point. Good point. I think I said this last week, but I just feel like at some point I could be off base that each state might adopt a form or even a smaller form of Prop 22 or, you know, what's going on in New York City to regulate, you know, gig work in itself. I just think that, you know, with states and politics comes control and, you know, what they can't control, they want to control. So I think we might see more states keep adopting a form of it or what that form of it is i have no idea but i just think you know there's a lot of people fighting for this and i think you know you know it should be interesting hannibal since you know we are close to each other does new jersey you know start to adapt some of you know new york city stuff and you know it kind of snowballs from there yeah we gotta look that up and um and talk about that you know amongst ourselves you know new york's you know the tri-state area like what is because the, they usually fo- you know new york and jersey kind of follow what's going on i mean it seems like jersey usually is the first one to get certain things done like the gambling and the marijuana legislation like so i'm wondering what, how, where is it going with the gig work and the path that we're going to, I think the future of gig work is, uh, I don't know if it's even a, a hybrid model. It looks like a full employee model, especially what's going on in California. Like, um, I, I, I'm trying to think like, and there's, there's laws in Colorado. They said there's some all actually laws in New Jersey. So we got to look that up later on. Well, uh, He yeah. put in his notes here and, and this, it goes for a lot of states. I realized that there's a lot of old laws in place that have never been updated, but could be 
I guess I guess from his notes here, he's saying they're they've been there thirty years. I know gig gig work hadn't been around thirty years, but maybe something in those laws, like freelancing be, and like stuff. freelancing yeah. stuff like that, could be considered the same thing as gig work. And so, you know, as Steve put, almost every state has a law of some sort that could be used as an AB five type system. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right. I mean, I guess we're still at like, you know, that disruptive model in terms of the Uber and what they've done and to kind of change the game a little bit in terms of what is considered being an independent contractor or an employee. And we're still all trying to figure it out. I would like to know what, how well the the companies are doing in California with Prop 22. I would like to know, like, are they bleeding out? Like, is it's they, you know, because they stayed around. They made this to stick around. Like, AB5 continued, they were going to leave. Like, if that was it, they were going to push out. Or they were just, they were, they were threatening to leave. I don't know if they were actually going to leave, leave. I don't know. How well they're doing? Well, you know? we tried to look that up uh, on Sunday, but we couldn't find anything. Yeah. You know, and so, and that's what we, that's where the whole argument came on. Why are they not cracking down on multi-apping? Because if you have to pay every single driver that's working an active time, and they're all, it, I don't know how many actually multi-app out there, but I would assume a lot. If you have to pay every one of them, you have to be losing a lot of money. But then on the flip side, we know that they are putting extra fees on top of the customers. Don't to extra cover, dollar and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, extra fees to cover some of this. So it, it, I wish that they would release something to say, hey, yeah, we're doing okay. But we know they won't ever do that because then we'll, we'll never admit much. when they're not making money or they'll hide it into something that's more profitable for the company to say that they are being profitable. They'll, they'll put it into R&D mm. and, and be losing money. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. And companies uh, are kind of sneaky that way. I mean, profit and loss, I mean, they have to re, I mean, if they're a public company, obviously they have to report every quarter to their shareholders what their, you know, their profit and losses are. So I would assume that the, reported as a whole not as an individual and i don't think we'll ever see those individual numbers because i don't think they'll ever admit that they're bleeding from somewhere or to gain somewhere else mm. have, have, are you guys all um have any investments in uh these companies stocks and whatnot i, I do, have I do in, not in these companies though <laughs> you <have> investments not. <laughs> so you you do not invest in the companies that you con you're a contractor working for kim like you don't have any <laughs> no. no i i know i'm in a, i am in a, a dividend investor so uh, you know a lot of my a lot of my my stocks are in dividend investing especially monthly dividend investing so uh, that's one of the main reasons why I don't, but now I'm not invested in any of them. Okay. Well, I need to ask about your portfolio. I, I don't know what I'm doing. John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got, I got uh, a little bit of DoorDash, but um, uh, I bought it. And, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's an L you, right now. You for took sure. a hell. You L. took a hell. <laughs> you read the wrong investing <laughs> advice on that one. The problem is I held it too long. It had that little pop. And I should have said so. Yeah, well, I it, it. it was a pop. Well, a couple of weeks. It was a pop. Right? I remember they were talking about like, oh, it jumped up, and that's when you should have. Well, you should have bought right out the gate, 
And, and that's what everybody, you know, everybody's like, oh, I'm not going to buy. I'm not going to buy. I'm like, no, you always buy stock right out the gate. And then within a week, sell it because that it's it's going to pop yeah. and then it's going to drop. And then it's, and unless you're really good at, you know, fluctuations, you know, you can, you can keep buying and selling, buying and selling, but you, you have to know a lot, like a lot more than I know. But, you know, I bought it whenever it first came out is what, 127, something like that. You know, I bought a little bit of it. And then when it got up to like 180 something, I sold it. And I mean, I'll take my win. I don't care. Yeah, I think. But at that time, I think everyone thought, or at least I've seen, like people are saying, like, you know, it's going to go higher. I mean, I've been told that it was going to go to $500 by a certain content creator. He was he said that that was going to happen. So, and Did I believe, you actually believe first, that? Uh, okay, first rule of YouTube, don't listen to content <laughs> creators. Like, you actually believe that? Come no, this, on. Person, this person was, I think he had a really close connection to DoorDash, and I think he was getting paid by them. He was saying that DoorDash, I was going to find out. That's what he said, because I didn't buy any. Obviously. Right. One, one, of, one of my friends, he, he does a lot of investing, and he, and he, he made like, I don't know, like $2.6 last year off investing. Yeah. And he said, never listen to anybody on YouTube about investing in stocks because by the time they tell you, it's too late. It's too late. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it was a rule. If, if you're at the hair salon and the you know, hairdresser telling you about stock, it's too late because it's like everyone knows about it already. Right, right. <laughs> um, you know, uh, and there, there's some really good uh, investors out there. And what you should take from them if you're going to invest is what they're doing, not the stocks that they're offering or, or, you know, saying, Hey, this is a really good stock. You know, you should just see how they're actually trading those stocks. Definitely. You know, I, I mean, I buy, like, I won't buy DoorDash cause I still think it's too high. I think it's too high for about 30 something dollars right now, because if you look at any other gig platform out there, it's gone between 40 and 60 long term. So, and I think eventually that's where DoorDash will end up as well. Yeah, see, I feel like all these are like short-term stocks. Like, I feel like they're too up and down, up and down. Like, when I look at investing, I look at long-term and how to get more back on my investment, which is why I do dividend investing. And, you know, by getting stuff back, you can either reinvest it every month or you can obviously take it out and it be another source of income in revenue coming into you. So, to me... You know, when I look at stocks, I look at long-term investments. And to me, a lot of these companies, DoorDash, they're too up and down to have that long-term investment. Mm. Well, I think it really depends as well as when did you invest? You know, because if you invested at a, a good point, like a very low drop, like like I own a lot of Uber. Uh, I want to say probably 300, 400 shares. Mm-hmm. So, and I got in like very low whenever they was dropping out because they was losing so much money. And, you know, now they're up. So mm-hmm. I'm not losing any money. So I can keep holding that until, I, you know, I think they're going to lose money and then I can sell it. It's a like long, long-term strategy. Mm-hmm. Problem is with YouTube, you're watching a lot of 25-year-olds telling you how to make $2 million a week. And <laughs> I'm reading, I'm watching them like, all right. And then, you know, there's a lot of quick, quick videos, quick flashes. They're, they're in a Lamborghini. They're on top of a, ma- a mansion. They're telling you that you need to invest right now, yelling in your face. I'm, I'm looking at them like, I should? Like, should I be doing this? Like, what a 25-year-old uh, year old knows? I mean, you know, the problem is they probably did make millions by telling you, hey, check out this article I wrote below. 
<laughs> on how to invest. Yeah, check out this course. I have a course. Buy, my yeah, course. course. buy this yeah. course, and that's how I make my money. But I'm gonna tell you, no, I made it by whatever. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, all these people now, are making millions off of YouTube and everything else, opposed to making millions off of their investments. <laughs> yeah, and the, and they think by telling you everything. And TikTok too. There's a lot of TikTok investing. How would I watch a video for 10 seconds and then follow what this person is telling me? No context. I don't know who this person is, but TikTok investing is, is a thing. I don't know, Dash. I don't know if you, you're in the TikTok, Dash. I, I watch TikTok. I've heard, I mean, it's the, this whole meme investing. What was it? The uh, AMC and all the Dogecoin and what was it, GameStop. And Thank yeah, you, by the time I know about it, it's way too late. It's way too late. I stupidly tried. It was like, didn't make any sense. I did make some money on Dogecoin, though. I did jump in a little early on that one. And I left when I lost like, you know, I'm so, I just sold I'm it. so pissed at Dogecoin. Like, I owned Dogecoin, I don't know, like three, four years ago. You know, oh, when you, you didn't it, sell, did you? Yeah, I sold, like, oh, I sold it. Like, yeah. I was like, man, screw this stuff. It ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Oh, I should have kept it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right, guys, this is not financial advice. Yeah. We're just, no, 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 not by any means. Please. Yeah, do. we don't know. Don't. Don't. You will lose money if you listen to us. That's <laughs> <laughs> the conversation. Yeah. That's also like that's a thing that people say. Like they'll tell you five stocks to buy, but then they'll begin by saying, "This is not financial advice, though." But buy these right. five stocks. I'm going to tell you. I'm like, uh, all right. I think we just uh, went off the rails a little bit. Um. So Steve asked, uh, which of the if you had to choose which of the laws are proposed or legislations between the, uh, the three states we talked about, which one would you choose? Um, Promise we didn't get a lot of information on the Washington one. I mean, I guess Washington, because if they just, if the rideshare laws or the rideshare stuff is going to be more of the taxi limo standards and food and food delivery was not included, I guess that's where I would be. Um, or I would stay where I am in New York City, where currently, because it's going to get worse next year. Where all they have to go to New York City and be with you, Hannibal, because at least you get transparency. And yeah, just just give me transparency. You don't have to give me the minimum wage thing because so next year maybe a different variation of it. But as long as it stays transparent, I guess that's where I'll stick with. I'll rather deal with what I can see, and there's no tricks there. And I may not get as many orders because I think it may be too many people, or but at least I know what's going on. So I'll stay where I'm at. Currently, I don't know what you guys, what do you guys think? Well, I okay, California, they have AB5, so you get the uh, healthcare benefit back or supplement, you get a minimum wage for active hours, and and then you also get a mileage reimbursement. Um, Washington, uh, I believe they're similar to AB5, you know, they do have that minimum mileage, it's dollar. And, and most of these laws, we have to, we have to say most of these laws are kind of geared towards rideshare, except for New York, you know. Mm-hmm. But you know, Washington, we got the minimum per mile. We also got the minimum wage, so they they do have that up there as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not sure about the healthcare. So AB five for California and Washington seem very, you know, similar. And they both got unions involved, so that automatically excludes me altogether. <laughs> You're out. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. I'm out of anything to do with the union. Yeah. Um, I, I will say I I do like the transparency, but but again, I would take that now. But what's it going to be in say five years from now? You know, there there's it, 
most of these, as people in the chat have said, they're they're made to be modified for long term. They throw something together now, and then they're like, wait, 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 this is benefiting you. Let's change it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like they didn't think about that before they start. I, I don't know, um, John. What 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 state or what laws you would rather be if you had to choose? So if I had to choose, I would definitely probably agree and go to New York. A the chip transparency. Granted, I would hate you know being having to drive and deal with New York traffic and whatnot. It's not fun. But I mean, that's the only thing I really want is that full tip transparency, being to know kind of knowing everything I'm about the order before I take it. That's what I think is the the big thing that I'm surprised more states aren't you know actively pushing for or more um unions or whatnot are pushing for yeah and 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 that's the thing where uh, unions are going are looked at as the heroes like oh look they look they're trying to fight for us but they don't understand the full picture they're just looking at well i'm suffering right now and you know these unions are going to do things but you you know you're going to realize that they're going to be more problems may happen uh due to some of these interventions here and you know, yeah, like what Gary said, in five years, you know, we'll see where we are, you know. Um, all right. We had a lot of uh, good conversation. I'm looking at the end of the list here. Did we actually went through the entire list, Gary? We did, and in an hour and one minute. Whoa. <laughs> and we Look only went off track once. Right. Only one time. Oh, yeah. That nice hey, good little yeah, sidebar. We did pretty good. Yeah, pat yeah, ourselves we, on the back. We don't need Steve. <laughs> I, I, well, we, we do because he knows yeah. way more about AB5 yeah, and 22. He's way more knowledgeable. He must be laying down because once we started rambling about the Washington, he would have screamed into the mic and, or at least typed into some messages. He must be laying down. Um, I'm sure you know next week he'll be back and he'll talk about all that type of thing. Um, we're just going to end it talking about with some, talk about some politics. That's a great way of ending the, the stream. No, no, no politics. We know that. We'll, we'll get his channel banned. Yeah, no war stuff. No war stuff. Yeah, um, now we, we do have, you know, next week we, we will have another Thursday live. <laughs> you know, um, was that that's was that Moves Financial next week? Let me look where we are. Uh, yeah, it was. Yes. I got the ticker up there. Yeah, it's 5 4 Moves Financial. Um, note five, five is Metro CEO, Metro. Yeah. CEO founder. Nice. I, I don't know what that is. We'll have to check that out and look it up. Well, you know, you know, Steve got, he got the best cast. I, I think that, I think that's the local delivery company. It's yeah. like a local delivery company. And, um, next week he's talking on Tuesday. He's talking to the long Island dash experience on the, I'm not sure you guys are familiar with that channel. Mm -hmm. I love them. I, I, it's a great channel. It's a wife, um, yeah, wife, a husband, wife, and team. They they dash and do all the apps out of Long Island, and it kind of remind me of like sometimes me and my wife where we'll get in the car and then we'll argue a little bit, or you know, like she's good at what she's good at certain things, and he's good. It's a good dynamic. It's actually a good entertaining channel. Uh, he be talking. Hopefully, he'll he we be up and running next uh, Tuesday, because uh, you know. Getting your teeth pulled and on top of that COVID, that's a lot. That's a that's a double whammy. So hopefully, you know, Steve will be up and running. But before I want to end, I do want to ask a question. I, you don't have to go too crazy. But should Biden cancel a student loan debt? You don't have to go too crazy. Now, I would, if he did it, I would not be upset. <laughs> I wouldn't be upset. But should he do it? No. 
No, he shouldn't. But if he did it, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna take the money away. I'm like, well, thanks. You know, but uh we'll go with Gary. I think Gary, I already know Gary's answer, but go ahead, Gary. Well, it's it's not as simple as should he. It's or at least to me, it's not. Like, I don't think everyone should have student loan canceled. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's very unfair to people that actually pick a great career you know doctors lawyers engineers things we need for the country 100 cancel those you know whether they sign an agreement to do those jobs for a few years or whatever if you're you know an arts art major i mean come on i mean you solely don't need that <laughs> you're English a fashion major. major what are you trying to say there gary yeah, how dare you? <laughs> Well, I'm just would, like, I'm like there's okay, there's there's a lot of majors out there that people just do and run up financial debt mm-hmm. and doesn't even have anything to do with their job. They just did it because it was easy. And the company that they want to work for says, Hey, you have to have a master's degree or a yeah. bachelor's degree. And then they just go get one. It doesn't matter what type it is. And then now they got all this student loan debt for a job that's paying them $17 an hour. Like, yeah, and, and I, I think we need to bring back trades is what we need to bring. Oh, back. definitely. I, I'm all in that one. Yeah, definitely. You know, like trying to getting an 18 year old, 17 year old to sign a six figure loan is, is a bit predatory. Right. I mean, they're adults. I mean, at that point, 18 year adult. But and then to sign on to a major to a skill set that is not valuable enough to pay that back. And the, the college knows it. They all know it. And then the college jacks the price up because the loan is paying. Like, it's a lot of shadiness. Same thing with the everything. Politicians, labor unions. You, you know, it's, it's strange that you say, say that because I just seen a tweet today from Elon that says, you know, they can get a six-figure loan for school but can't get a $10,000 business loan to start a business. It's so yeah. true. Yeah. 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 And both are risk. Yes, yeah, so an 18-year-old... Starting a business probably may fail, but it's a good chance that person that, you know, majored in interpretive dance is not going to pay that money back anytime soon. It's just the, the, the volume of the skill set that was brought in doesn't make any sense. Right, but um, let's, not, let's, okay, but, no, but let's face it. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like these are ki- like you're still a kid to me at 18, even 21 22 years old like congratulations here's your career you're starting your career oh and by the way you're like six figures in debt to getting your career i you know it's welcome to society that's the only thing like i just keep thinking and yeah. uh, college is just so freaking expensive <laughs> yeah well yeah. you still start saving right for your little one <laughs> that's what you know that's actually how this how I actually started in the gig world is I was working my W-2 and at the time my daughter was I think like two years old and I'm like man college is expensive let's start saving and that's actually how I started doing gig work everything that I was doing was going into a Robinhood account for her college education and that's how how it all started nice 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 John what we, we, are your thoughts on uh, I think I read your, you read your post but go ahead yeah, yeah. My so my thoughts are I so a couple different thoughts. A, I don't think that they should cancel it. Now, if they were to build some type of I don't know public works program, because I think the way that there's some program out there where if you work for the government, you can get some type of cancellation on that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. 
So if there was some expansion of that to say, if I start working for the government or even private citizens start to do, I don't know, for lack of better terms, hmm, let me watch my words, a buttload of community service, yeah, 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 then maybe I could see some reducing it, but just straight out canceling it out the gate. No. And kind of to that comment about Elon Musk, the, uh, the $10,000 to start a business can't get that, but you can get a hundred thousand for college debt. Two things come to mind off that. A, you will learn so much more blowing that 10,000 running, you know, failed running a business. That's true. I mean, you would have skills. To Re- manage, real life experiences. Life experience. Exactly. There's so much mm. more value in that. Number one, and number two, I mean, the hundred thousand to go to college for your first major. Not to mention, you might change it two or three times. Um, I mean, you might not even finish. So many things happen. That's just, yeah. Or, no. or by the time you do finish, the the job path you was going to is no longer popular. Yeah. 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 I, I, sucks. Sorry. I agree with you guys. I think we need to bring back the trades. I mean, I'll probably like date myself by saying this, like. That like it was when I was in high school, it was either you went into trades or you went into college and not everybody could afford college. So trade was very big when I was graduating high school, just because that was like the option that a lot of people were going to. So they didn't put themselves into all these thousands of dollars in debt. And I just feel like we kind of got away from that. And there's still really good money to be made in the trades. And, you know, you get some really good jobs and careers out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. Cause here's a perfect example. My son wants to be a welder. That's a trade mm-hmm. by, you know, I think it's like 15,000 for the school and he comes out making 25 to $30 an hour. That's awesome. You know, but people that have to go to like, you know, nursing school for two, three years or something like that, they come out and they're making the same amount that someone at McDonald's is making now. It's just, it's ridiculous. It's a, it's a bad system. It's a bad system. Uh, I didn't want to, I guess we should end it on a sad note, but yeah. (laughs) Um, What's your plan? Oh, you got any videos coming out, John Dash? John Dash Dare TV. Subscribe to this guy. He he has a lot of great videos, a lot of great information. But what you got planned out? Man, I just dropped the video earlier about uh, ship shopper pay, you know, talking about ship, how, you know, I've been talking about doing a lot of ship lately. So breaking down how it works and how to make the most money out of, you know, the different aspects of ship shopper pay. Um, probably going to continue on that ship route for a couple more videos. Uh, probably got a ride along coming up here soon too as well. So yeah. Nice. Everyone like yeah, ship is that new like everyone you don't hear too many bad th- words about ship. I think uh Geek Life made a video about ship uh, earlier. Yeah. yeah, so ship is the thing. Um Kim, are you going to do ship anytime soon? Everybody's trying to get me to sign up for it. I'll say never say never. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But don't you have to do shopping and isn't there shopping involved? <sighs> so there is, but there's a video on my speaking of about ship. There's also delivery only orders, and there's a lot of opportunity with those orders as well. If you only want to do um, those type of orders and mix it in with you know your food delivery, because there's still a, quite a bit of upside on the tips there. So in bonuses, promos, <laughs> etc. So there's definitely that's on my list of videos to make as well. So okay, what we'll, he's saying we'll is we'll like say. and subscribe to his channel yes. and watch his videos. Watch his videos. And hopefully Kim will, uh, you know, adapt a little bit, you know, acquiesce and maybe uh, sign up for ship. <laughs> you guys all know my hangouts about food just stopping. It's just, it's just not me. <laughs> we'll see, see. I, I, can't, I can't do ship either. I, I don't like shopping for one, but I tried to sign up. You have to do a video interview 
and things like that. And they was like, no, we're not hiring this guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. That's crazy. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys. I think this this ran pretty well. Um, the only concern I have is who's gonna end this stream because Steve's not here. Oh, I, I have running... admin. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah, you yeah. see that happened. All right, cool. Well, cool. you think everything's popping on fancy. the screen. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, dude, I wasn't paying attention to that. All right. Uh so next week we'll have uh, you already announced everybody. Uh hopefully Steve will be back or at least on Tuesday. Just uh I, I, I don't know. He's gonna be here with, um Sunday to do his um I, I guess it depends on how he feels. I mean, yeah, so we'll I mean, we're hoping for a speedy recovery. You know, hopefully he recovers. You know, quickly. He Definitely. didn't look too. He really did not look too good tonight. Yeah. But he needed know. to lay down. He, he, he does. He needs to really relax. trying to make sure the show came on, and he right. he was yelling at me and Gary about things that we trying to get in our brains, and he just. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he's definitely back. Send some well wishes in the chat, put it in the comments for Steve so you can read them. He's an awesome dude. Right. And other than that, I'll see you guys. I'm gonna, I will see you guys throughout the, the weeks and stuff like that. And I'll see you guys uh, next week as well. So thank you for taking the time to watch the rodeo round table with Gary with John Dash Theory TV and Kim Side Money Plans. I'm Hannibal. Thank you for taking us, or thank you for taking time to watch us. And see you guys. Bye, everybody. Bye.